If they believe what we're doing is working, it's going to work. Yes. Mindset, baby. Yeah. If they're like, it's not going to work, even if it's the best thing in the world and their body is quote unquote technically better, they don't feel it. Doesn't matter. That's why you look good. You feel good. You feel good. You run good. We say it all the time. Mm. People are like, why do people get so dressed up for track when they're going to go run a hundred meters? I'm like, they look good. They Mm. feel good. They feel good. They run. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Shahid Durrani. Today we have with us Dr. Ben Bumgardner. Dr. Ben is the founder and owner of Alpha Sports Performance Medicine, an innovative multidisciplinary clinic that offers a full spectrum of sports performance and recovery services. Welcome to our show, Ben. Thank you. Appreciate it. Can I just say Ben or I have to mention doctor because I know I was in this field before and a lot of doctors they said, oh, call me doctor. No, okay, cool. Lay back. More. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful, my friend. So what got you into this multidisciplinary approach, approach to sports performance and recovery? I would say I've had a pretty awesome I've been blessed in my life to have pretty amazing experiences pretty early on. And one of the experiences that I had was working with the USA track and field head female athletic trainer. She actually came and worked with us for a couple of years while her husband was working at Texas A&M as a strength and conditioning coach. And while she was here, she introduced me to really the world of USA track and field, which is where I got my second introduction into that multidisciplinary style of practice and really got to see, okay, at the top of the top level, USA track and field. It's a bougie national governing body. They take care of their athletes really well. And what they do is they bring in chiropractors, physical therapists, nutritionists, or dietitians, DOs, MDs, and sports psychs when we go on our big major events. And I got to see what a team like that looks like and got to see how flawlessly it runs through. Like when we're on a week trip with someone, Or with a group this year, I got to go to Puerto Rico for a week with our U20, our Pan Am U20s, so athletes underneath 20 years old. And while we were there, I got to really just exemplify why that multidisciplinary team practice approach just works so well. And it's because you don't have to be a jack of all trades and a king of none. You get to be really good at your one area and then allow someone else to take over in their area and be amazing as well. And so I'm not having to try and do everything for everyone that comes in. I tried that early on in my practice and I really was a jack of all trades. I was doing nutrition for people. I was doing rehab. I was doing training. I was doing chiropractic. I was doing physical therapy, all of it, but I wasn't doing it as well as I could have. So I decided once I got to see what that looks like to really just take a step back and say, okay, I'm going to do my area really well. I'm going to be the best that I can be in my area. And I'm going to grab somebody else to do the best they can be in their area. And I'm not going to have to worry about them. So really getting to see that and then getting to see what the type of care and the level of care that you get when you do that is exponential. When someone can just focus mm. on their area and I get to focus on mine, our combined efforts are exponential than what we would have done had we had one person trying to do everything themselves. But yeah. You see this a lot. I have some experience working with chiropractors and 
they tend to get into those different areas because they're very passionate about health and improvement in individuals. So they, they want to do the nutrition. They want to do all aspects of it to provide that holistic approach. But you're, you have a valid point because that's it's just like in business. When you get into business, you don't want to have everything. You want to have some sort of a niche where you're, what you basically get known for, and that becomes your specialty. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And is that's what you're known for now because of that combo or is it specifically? The clientele that have been coming in for the last seven years from us the very beginning, they still see us as just a different style of chiropractic, right? They'll come in and they get their soft tissue adjusting and rehab. And we look very PT like as well until we go to a gym. And so those people would, I would still say they're like, oh yeah, go see my chiropractor versus our new clientele that are coming in, our new athletes that we're getting in. We're doing a better job of educating them on what it actually means to be in a multidisciplinary practice and what it means to have access to different disciplines and what each of us does really well. Because sometimes there'll be someone that'll come in that either just doesn't vibe with me or one of our other clinicians. And we say, hey, I think you're actually going to do better over here. I'm going to go ahead and do your exam and everything, get you going today fill this person in but next time you come in you're actually going to go over here instead and we have athletes asking all the time what about the massage how does that work how does the Mm. nutrition aspect work and all these other different types of things and so really our newer clientele i would say understands that a little bit more than our older clientele when it was just me doing everything trying to do everything by myself and then slowly integrating people in so Mm. kind of half and half but i would say most people Mm. now I don't even know if they know our full name. Alpha Sports Performance Medicine is like a lot to say. So like everyone just calls us like Alpha Sports or Alpha, yeah. which I'm fine with. Honestly, I shorten everything yeah. up. Yes. Cool name. Yeah. yeah. Our audience is very much filled with entrepreneurs when they have children. And I, I notice that you work with all ages mm-hmm. and obviously it brings its own challenges. How do you tailor the approach when working with the younger athletes versus professionals? The younger athletes are honestly more complicated than the professionals. Once you get to that professional level, they pretty much know exactly what they want. I know. (laughs) I thought it would have been the other way coming into it, but they're like, I want A, B, C, and D. And if you can't do those things, they go somewhere else. For the longest Mm -hmm. time, we tailored our approach based on what they tell us that we need. For the longest time, I didn't do any sort of like dry needling. They're like, you need to do dry needling because I'm tired of having to come to you for this and then go over there for that. I was like, okay, let's get this done. So with our kids, the hardest part is they don't know what works well for their body yet. So when they come in, it's a lot of trial and error. They believe they know. They, yes. They watch enough (laughs) to say, oh, I need this. And it's, that's not necessarily appropriate maybe for your case right now, maybe Mm -hmm. later on. But we always try to give them a little bit of taste. It's like anytime somebody comes in and, hey, my low back hurts. I'm like, cool. It's because when you're working out and you're squatting, your ankle isn't moving the way it needs to. And therefore, you're compensating with your low back. I still have to mm. touch their low back. Otherwise, they feel like they didn't get seen or hurt. Mm. Right? They yeah. should maybe somewhere else. It's the same thing with yeah. all the kids. When they come in, they're like, I really believe that this needs to be done. In some way, shape, or form, mm. we touch touch it or palpate or we do whatever the procedure they're thinking they need. And we see, that's actually not giving you the relief that you think it would. This is what Mm. we actually need to do. So for kids, it's a little bit more trial and error. I would say for our weekend warriors that either haven't been moving as much or they're getting back into movement, 
gets a little bit more complicated as well, just because they're having to refigure out at this stage of life what works well versus what worked well when I was younger. Because kids, honestly, I mean, we, we see a lot of pro track and field, so we see a lot of younger track and field. There's kids that are running like a 400 that are recovering during the middle of the race. Like, they just recover so fast, whereas we're yeah. dying. We need days to get back to where we were mm. prior. Right? Mm. So, it's always interesting so, and fun to communicate with them and try to pull out the information that we need. Ben, can you give us some sort of tips for entrepreneurs that are consistently sitting at their desk or in a chair that just don't feel like they have the time to even take a little walk around and they're just really yeah. busy. They can't leave the computer or from the computer. If they have to use the bathroom, whatever they need to do, they're on their phone. Any recommendations for that type of business owner that they could start doing immediately to start loosening up the body to avoid issues later on? Yeah, definitely. So there's people that are like in the middle of that grind, right? They just can't get away and they're just constantly glued to a screen of some sort. The best thing to do, honestly, is to move the screen around. So that's either if you're on your phone to hold it up, hold it down, hmm. hold it middle, then hold it down. So we're not sitting in the same position because when you think, everyone thinks Good that point. a standing desk is like the best option. And a standing desk works really well, but what's better yeah. is a desk that can move up and down easily so that we're standing, mm -hmm. we're sitting, we're somewhere in between. And what I like to tell people is that when you are standing, stand all the way straight up with like your knees and legs directly underneath you and then get like a little bit of a wider stance and then a wider stance and then a wider stance and change that back and forth because that changes the dynamics of how you sit and stand while you're doing whatever it is Good you're point. doing. Because motion mm -hmm. is key. If we don't use yeah. it, we lose it, everybody's heard that and everybody mm -hmm. understands it. So we just mm -hmm. got to manipulate our desk, in my opinion, is one of the easiest things to do is just pull the Good. desk up, pull it down, sit at different levels, different heights. And if you're actually sitting, you can do the same thing. If your desk is a little bit higher, you legit have to sit up a little bit further on your seat, a little bit higher so you can get up to do it. And then you can move it down and then maybe you can lean back in your chair a little bit more and get into a relaxed position, if you will. But it's changing the position that you're sitting in for a long period of time and changing the position of your screen. Even if, if your screen can move on your desk, pulling it up so that I'm looking up a little bit or that I'm looking straight down or straight across and then I'm looking down a little bit. It's a changing in the dynamics that is really going to help you the most without actually being able to get up and go walk around for five minutes. Get up and do some stretches with mm. your head. Okay. So, Ben, can you share your number one go-to strategy to acquire new patients? Oh, that is the hardest part in my industry is figuring out what is it that actually yeah. works. In, yeah. and in I just know someone in the audience is in this field is asking this question. So that's why it came to heart. I believe... Fully, I'm very good at selling myself once I'm in front of somebody. So I put myself in mm -hmm. front of people as much as humanly possible. So we work events all the time and we never charge to work events. events. We don't charge for services okay. while we're at events. So we'll mm -hmm. go, like we just worked a marathon in a half marathon. We're working another half marathon and marathon in about a week and a half. And we have a giant CrossFit competition that we're providing recovery for. We'll have 25 providers out there taking care of 2,000 athletes. And we do that a couple of different times a year across the state of Texas. Um, and so for me, I think those are our best marketing dollars, if you will. Sometimes we have to pay to get into those events, but most of the time after we've done it at least once and the people who put the event on see the value that we bring, they let us come in for free. And so we, mm. while we are there, that's our marketing. We're showing our skills mm. and showing what we do because what we do is so different than the normal provider. 
and what our practice mm. actually provides is so different than what everybody else does. Performance medicine is not a people think they know what that means, but if you say performance medicine, most people are going to automatically think of an osteopathic or an ortho place. They're like, oh, that's where you go to mm. get your surgery when you have an injury or something like that. Whereas we're so, true performance, it's everything before that and everything after mm. that. So for us, it's mm. getting out, letting people see firsthand. What does it mean to come into alpha sports? What does it mean to be an okay. alpha? For us, it's athletically yeah. affected by habits and actions. Good. So we're very big in making sure that we give people the tools that they need so that they can make habits and actually be yeah. able to, one, stay healthy, but also stay doing the things that they love. Yeah, Ben, I, I agree with the events. Uh, we used to do them as well. We had a, a multidisciplinary clinic as well, and, and I was very much involved in the events and we will always have a stall and, and it was an edge and the contacts that you make there are next level. It's just those relationships that you build, not just trying to find someone on social media. It's actually building that relationship. And that was a good point about face-to-face. And that's the best way to build a relationship. That's why I love this show. I get to meet people, entrepreneurs and build relationships. Definitely. As yeah. soon as get, everything's a relationship business, right? No matter oh, what. Oh yeah or what you're in, it's all about relationships. Yeah. I always tell people, yeah. it doesn't matter. You don't have to vibe with everybody because the only people you vibe with no. are going to be the ones that come in. But that's all you want. Yes. I don't want to yeah. have to sit around and treat somebody or hang out with somebody for 45 minutes because our appointments are 45 minutes long. It's a long time to sit there with somebody that you're not feeling and they're not feeling you. Those are the awkward yeah. ones and you don't have to dread coming into work every day. So mm. don't try to get every single person that's out there. Try to get the people that mm. vibe with you that understand yeah. what you're already doing. Mm. And then educate them mm. better. Mm. Yeah, I, I call it life is one big relationship. You have your relationship with your parents, then you get married, then business is just relationship. Is a business is not the brick and mortar, it's the people. It's a major aspect. You mentioned or I saw that you're investing in various businesses, people, real estate. Yep. How does your background in sports medicine influence your investment philosophy? We've been fortunate to have a couple of mentors. That's what they do is one real estate investing and the other one is investing in more businesses and people. And so we've had a unique opportunity to be able to actually, those I feel like have influenced my business practices more than my business practices have influenced my investing. So I would say the ability mm. to be financially literate, which I feel like most of the country and most of the world is financially illiterate and doesn't understand like debt and how to use it versus debt is this all big baddie that can't be touched, so to speak. So understanding debt, understanding finances, understanding loans and notes and how to actually manipulate them to where they can work for you helps in the business aspect to be able to say, okay, we have this deal or this shiny object that has come across our desk, right? The first thing I do, is it going to be profitable first? Let's see mm. how many ways could I make it profitable? Because I just don't want to say, oh, it can be profitable in this one way. It's like real estate you don't get into it with one exit strategy. You get into it where three exit strategies work. It's kind of a similar thing. It's, can I make profit this way or this way? I want really at least three ways to make profit off of a deal that we're going to be doing. And so if we can't, we push it to the side unless it keeps popping up or they really catch my interest in something, which happens a lot. That visionary tendency of having 99 ideas every week and only being able to implement maybe half of them. Well, yeah. That's right. good, Ben. That means that you're usually in the market for business funding, correct? Yes, we mm. definitely are. I've tapped myself out personally. So we're 
We, we have patience and connections that we've been able to make along the way, like with a, a small private equity group that wants to actually help us to move into franchising our, our style of practice mm. and forward, which is super exciting. And then we've got mm. some other VCs that we're, you know, talking to and looking at and stuff like that. So yeah. Mm. Like Good, Ben. If you want to give us a try as well, we have a, a largest funding marketplace available for you to tap into for any kind of project that you may have. Yeah. And uh, you can also become a partner where you can do your own deals and help your other colleague doctors get funding as well. And then earn on that as an opportunity for passive income as well. If you're interested, I can send you an email about that after. Thank you. Definitely. I love passive income. Okay. It's the only way you actually truly make money. Yes, it's truly. The, my mentor used to say you need minimum seven sources of income. Yeah. Wow. Good ones. So, yeah. yeah. So that's great. So now you traveling to work with these world-renowned athletes sounds exciting. Can you share experience that kind of shaped your approach to sports medicine and any kind of unique insight that you got from peak performance? Yeah, definitely. I would say this last about a month ago, I was with Team USA bobsled up in Lake Placid at the Olympic Training Center for their push championships right before their season kind of gets started where they're doing their team selections. And so I would say this is a good example of how everything's kind of culminated. So I went out there. It was the first time that I'd worked with Team USA bobsled. I've been working with track and field for about six years now. But the experiences that I had with track and field led directly over into bobsled. So as soon as I came in, it was very much a, I meet these professionals. They are getting worked on at the Olympic Training Center. They have everything that they need, right? Room, board, food, workout, all the things. So really, I'm coming in as an adjunct, as a special specialist to help increase that recovery during those two weeks, during those push champs. And so while I was there, it's very much a conversation of, hey, how are you? What's going on? What have you done that has worked? What do you like? So those are always the very first things, because if they haven't done something that I may do all the time, it doesn't matter because their body's not used to it. I'm not going to try it out on them for the very first time when they're going into a push championship. We do what they're used to. and We do what they know that their body works because I would say mentally, it's 50% of the game. If they believe what yeah. we're doing is working, it's going to work. Yes. Versus Mindset, if they say, baby. Oh, yeah. If they're like, it's not going to work, even if it's the best thing in the world and their body is quote unquote, technically better. They don't feel it. Doesn't matter. That's why you look good. You look good. You feel good. You feel good. You run good. We say it all the time. Mm. People are like, why do people get so dressed up for track when they're going to go run a hundred meters? I'm like, they look good. They mm. feel good. They feel good. They run good. Mm. Same thing when we're mm. treating, especially during leading up to championships. And so I learned that over the last seven years of working with professional athletes. We don't try something new in the first week or in the week of going into a championship or a major event, like a qualifier, so to yes. speak. We try new things in the off season when we have time to say, yes, that worked. No, that did not work. Or here's the combination that did work best, right? Because most of the time it's not, no, it didn't work. It's that didn't get me feeling as springy as I wanted to feel. I felt sluggish like I was running through sand versus pushing and having power through my legs. And those are the things mm. that I'm expecting to hear from those athletes. And I am mm. a big proponent of when I'm treating somebody, I treat them for about 10, five, 10 minutes. I get them up to move around and check how it's doing immediately. Right. Because if they're like, oh, no, I'm already feeling like I'm a little bit sluggish, then I need to stop doing soft tissue rehab, whatever I'm doing. I've already exceeded that threshold. So learning that threshold, the minimal 
effective dose is really what we're looking for with most of our professional mm. athletes is where I learn the most. It's, hey, you may be used to getting an hour-long flush after you're doing this and going into your next event, but I don't know if you need an hour-long flush, right? Let's yeah. do 15 minutes and see how you feel. And a lot of times they get up off the table. Really, it's after 30 minutes is what most people like. They get up off the table and know I feel springy. I feel good. I feel light. And I'm like, that's what mm. I want to hear. And we're like, so, we're not going to do more. So, Ben, what percentage would you say would involve their belief in their potential, what they can do? Oh, 75. Big one. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the even the placebo. Yeah, placebo effect, you know, over 200 years, people and doctors have been using it. And that's such a phenomenal aspect of a human being, their belief they have on the conscious mind level and then the subconscious mind level. Conscious mind, they can say a lot of things, but that deep rooted belief in something produces the result. It's so powerful. Um, so that the other day that was saying that they are looking into the placebo effect of healthcare. And that they think it's yeah. actually around 60% of all yes. the cases. Yes. Yes. Like, and the person who's saying it. And it's the influence of the person just prescribing it too. So if it, if they respect that doctor in a specific way and they recommend it, the effects are a lot higher. If it's oh. emergency doctor or something, no, no offense to emergency doctor. I have a lot of respect for them. I have friends in that field, but... I, I just saying that it's just the level of relationship and respect they have, what they're getting that information. And the beautiful part is you can incorporate that for your own life as well. Like I have oh, yeah. taken, taken care of so many things in my health by using that because you don't need an actual pill or someone telling you that this is a, a, more the world's wonder pill and it's going to make you better. You can yeah. actually do it yourself by creating that belief in your subconscious. It's so oh, beautiful. Yeah. I love this stuff. I do too. I love yeah. hacking your subconscious. Yeah. I think I read. Yes. I think my friend yeah, I love it. Um, Think and Grow Rich was the very first yeah. book that was talking about that. And I mm. read that eight or nine years ago. I'm constantly yeah. just feeding my subconscious and making it believe a certain system. So that, and then it happens, right? Like you keep it, yeah. your subconscious works for you all the time. Mm. And then all well, of a sudden, I would. Yeah, it's so true, Ben. I would love to share with you something from yeah. this call, a very specialized program. This this show is a product of this program. It completely changed my life in every direction, all five Fs of life, in a very systematical way, step-by-step, step, morning, night, morning, night, morning, night. And before you know it, you just become this new person in a new world. And that is all based on that inner work. So I'd love yeah. to introduce you to that as well. Yeah, definitely. Can you share what you feel your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in life? Um, honestly, I feel like the Lord has just blessed me in an, an immense way that I can't deny in any other way than that. I've had too many things in my life happen that have just lined up perfectly that are in no control of mine whatsoever. So honestly, it's just yeah. the Lord's blessing. Yeah, they say basically surrender to the almighty right and you allow to be guided in a direction that is best for you sometimes yeah. we have a plan we we know we have an idea what we want to do and the route to that idea might be not as we plan it so we stop resisting and stop forcing an outcome relax take it easy and you flow with the nature of life and you start seeing 
magical things happen to hear about your uh, inner superpower. It was great talking to you today. It was wonderful yeah. sharing your information. I'm wishing you all the best and growth and success and health in your future. And um, yeah, once we go live, we'll send you an email, all the information. Appreciate you helping us promote the episode. Thank and you. if there's anything else in the future that you would like to come back and discuss, let me know. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. All the same to you. Thank you.